Welcome everybody. Welcome back. Hi everybody. So uh, we apologize for the date change. Typically I give these classes on Sunday night, but I will be at the concert tomorrow night, Ezer Mutzion concert, which I'm so excited about. So we switched it to Matzah Shabbos. Um, welcome everybody. Hi, thank you for joining. Okay, so for those of you who listened to the last two classes, you'll be up to date. Don't worry, we'll do a small little recap and then we'll go a little bit further to see how Hasidus is going. <clears throat> So we spent the last two weeks, hi Michelle, we spent the last two weeks, um, just one second. I made a breath beforehand, so don't worry. <laughs> um, we spent the last two weeks talking about how Hasidus began. And we explained that Hasidus was what we call a mahapecha. It was this tremendous revolution, if you want to call the term, the terminology of revolution, um, where there was the Jewish people going through tremendous, tremendous difficulties physically, financially, spiritually. And when the Baal Shem Tov came to the world, it all of a sudden allowed all the outsiders who felt that they were not as much connected to the Torah that their tzaddikim or their rabbis were teaching. They were all of a sudden part of the action. And the Baal Shem Tov did this by explaining that through Torah and through mitzvahs and through our every single daily life, we are able to connect every one of those moments to a messianic um, moment, to believe that every single thing that we're doing is connected to a higher purpose and is connected to helping bring Mashiach and is connected to the real purpose of why we're here in this world. So the mundane, the you know doing the laundry, setting the table, cleaning up after Shabbos, preparing before Shabbos, all of that is of the most utmost importance and that yes, all the learning that we're doing is connected to that purpose, but he was able to teach this to the world. We also explained last week about the letter that he wrote to his brother-in-law where he actually had a meeting with Mashiach. He was able to make what we call an aliyah's neshama and he met with Mashiach and Mashiach, he asked Mashiach, when will you be coming? And the, and Mashiach explained to him that when everybody is going to be learning your Torah, when all of your teachings are going to spread to people, and when people are able to make yichudim, unifications like you. And um, he gave over that message very clearly in that letter that all the things that we do in this world, all the davening, all the tefillahs, all the mitzvahs that we do, if we have the proper intention behind it, we are able to change worlds. We are able to create a real connection when we think about every single thing we do. And I gave one small example of being able to take the word Adnai, right? Hashem Svasai Tiftach, and connect Hashem into the din. And that makes that makes every single moment of din, of difficulty that you have, once you bring Hashem into that, that's already life-changing. So what we're going to do tonight, oh, and one more, one more recap that we spoke about is why the Baal Shem Tov had to come at that point. And we explained that when the Baal Shem Tov came to the world, it was a time period of Arab Shabbos, of the end of the sixth millennia, where the Jewish people were now getting ripe and ready for Mashiach. And he was able to begin to give the secrets of the deepest of the deepest secrets. So before we go forward and talk about how Hasidus and how it's going, we're going to take one more step back and explain one more concept. 
<laughs> so like this. Um, there is a concept of Yuridas Hadoros. Um, if you've heard of that, raise your hand. I'm going to try to explain it a little bit. And with that, going backwards, we're going to be able to go a little bit forward. So when we learn Nisr, when we are learning the inner secrets of the Torah, if you want to call it Hasidus or you want to call it Kabbalah, when we're learning Torah and Nisr, we want to try to understand where it's coming from. There was not two Torahs given. There was not Torah Sinigla and Torah Sinisar. All of this Torah was given by Harsina. But as the generations um, went on, we had this concept where the Torah Shabbat was given from father to son, from mother to daughter, from rabbi to student, right? From teacher to Talmud, from rabbi to Talmud. This was all taught as to what we say Torah Shabbat And slowly, slowly, this became a little bit more hidden. But as it was needed, Hashem slowly allowed it to be revealed. So that's what we refer to as, we're going to explain this concept, you read Hadoros. Now, us just learning this term, me and you and anybody who's listening to this on the podcast, can really, really help perfect a person. And through learning Torah and Isar, a person can start to recognize the greatness of Hashem. Right? We're like, why is this so important? It's because we want to have this relationship with Hashem. Right? We have relationships with our coworkers. We have relationships with our children. We have relationships with our spouses. But having a true, real understanding of a relationship with Hashem, we need to learn Chachmas HaNisar. So this concept of Yerida Sadoros is what we refer to as the weakening of a generation. Now, as the generations go, okay, so from the time of the destruction of Beit HaMikdash, okay, and as we continue to go deeper and deeper into Galas, the Yitzhahara is becoming much stronger. So the Yitzhahara is building up in strength, and we are getting weaker and weaker. We're not as connected to Moshe Rabbeinu and to our Imahos and our, you know, our, 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 let's say, all the Nevi'im. We don't have Nevi'im walking around, right? There's a concept where the generations are getting weaker. However, what we find is that the Yitzhahara is getting stronger and stronger. And this other side, this Yitzhahara, has a very strong, tremendous kach during the time of what we call Ikvisad Mashiach. Ikvisad Mashiach are the days of Mashiach. Now, Ikvisad comes from the root of Akev, the Hebrew word of Akev, which is a heel, right? I love how I'm like pointing down to my heel. You guys can't see my heel. Um, but your heel, right? When Yaakov was born, he was called Yaakov because he was holding on to the heel of Esau. So here what we have is there's this tremendous strength of the Yitzhahara when the Jewish people are at the lowest place. We're literally Ikvisad Mashiach, we're, we're, we're close to the end, right? We were at the heels of Mashiach, we can hear Mashiach coming or feel it coming, but we're really at the lowest, deepest end. So since the destruction of Beit HaMikdash, Hashem sent Rabbi Shulam Bar Yochai, and he was able to reveal some of the Sisra Torah, right? He wrote the Sefer of the Zohar with his son, he was in the cave for 12 years, came out, he wasn't ready to go back for another year, and then he was able to come out. And he gave forth the Zohar. Now, the Zohar was an incredible, incredible book, but it wasn't necessarily for the layman to be able to read. So now, so Sefer Zohar actually was hidden for many more years. And then, as we got into a lower and lower generation, we were becoming, we were falling into a more of a diminished state. And we were starting to desperately need those secrets. We needed that part of Torah to connect to. So as Galus got darker, Hashem came and he brought us the Arizal. And the Arizal was given permission to teach and to say over the ways, the inner workings of the world. So some of the things that we have in the Kitzvah Ari are the concept of 
the spheres, the 10 different spheres, which we're not gonna get into now, but if you would like to, you can definitely listen to class two on Abreast of Book Club, which is now on the podcast, um, where we explain a little bit more about what the spheres are. But the Arizal was given the ability to be able to give over an understandings of the inner workings of the world and how Hashem connects to this world. So he was able to give us some understanding of like how we can get through our difficulties and how we can understand why Hashem would do certain things. And really, the teachings of the Arizal stirred people's hearts. It got people more connected and more closer. Because then generations continue to fall further. Don't worry, this story ends eventually. It is a long story. It's a story, it's, it's, it's who we are, right? And then especially like we explained in the first class, after Shabzai Tzvi, and after Gzeres Tachatach, and after the Tsars and the Pogroms, so many Jewish souls were lost. Then it was at that incredible time where we fell so low that Hashem felt that that was the time to allow us to have the Torahs of Hashem to. So we were able to draw down more Torah, Torah from the Rashbi, and Torah from Rabbi Shem and from the Arizal, and he finally allowed Baal Shem Tov to be able to put it out into this world in a way where we can connect as a practical person, and a person who can live with the proper Ava and the proper Yira, he allowed us to have those teachings through the teachings of Baal Shem Tov. And some of the great tzaddikim from the Baal Shem Tov were the Mizrach Magid, the Baatanya, and they taught us incredible, incredible teachings. And it really, really did enlighten us, and it really, really did help us. But guess what? The generations continued to fall. And then we had the time period of the Enlightenment, right? And then we had the time period of, you know, the secular Zionism where people were making their way to Israel. And there was this overall terrible weakening of even people who were Shomer Torah mitzvot. Even people like me and you who kept Torah mitzvot who paid thousands of dollars to send their kids to yeshiva, who bought the most you know, expensive meat at Formiglada or wherever you shop to be able to have a nice Shabbos, even those people started to feel weakened. And that's when there was what we call a diminishment of our minds and a diminishment of our hearts. Our minds started getting even lower. What we call in Hebrew, where we get connected to what we call this malchan de katnes. Malchan is the way that we're thinking, and katnes comes from the Hebrew word of being small. Where we started focusing on the small things and not the bigger picture. So we see that even nowadays, where people can be learning, and people can be in yeshiva, and people can have the best rabbeim and the best teachers and have the best camp experiences. However, they still struggle in their day-to-day life in having a relationship with Hashem where he's in every single moment of your life, where you're able to bring him down to a point where you can say in all novado and really, really believe it. So, and, and we can say that we're all good and we're all connected and we're all going to yeshiva and we're all doing the right things, but there is a difficulty that we have with that connection. And that's because we sometimes get caught up in the small little details and we don't see the bigger picture. My version is that we get stuck in six days of the week and we forget that they're Shabbos, right? I'm coming off an incredible Shabbos where I have these teachings and I'm able to incorporate it into my every single day life and having this idea where being stuck in the details is problematic and wanting to see the bigger picture was something that was revealed as the generations got weaker. So we were left off the Baal Shem Tov and now we have his great-grandson who was none other than Rabbi Nachman Lee Russell. Right? 
Now, many of you, um, my, my, <laughs> me, myself included, when I think of breath love, the first thing that comes to my mind is Puma. People dancing on cars, people being so happy, right? Or a guy with a long beard holding a huge stack of pamphlets in kosher delight and like giving them out, right? To fully understand, thank you so much for your comments, I see them coming in. To fully understand who and what Rabbi Nachman was, we have to understand how much the generation needed him so much. So the generation kept falling, and Hashem kept giving us little bursts of, of Sisri Torah, right? He, he gave us Rashbi, he gave us Ariba, he gave us Bashanto. And now we're going even, even deeper. And who does he give us? He gave us Rabbi Nachman of Rathlov. And he came to teach us on how to live a life of loving and really, really connecting to Hashem. And you should just know that even hearing this, Knowing that Hashem had Rahmanas on us, he knew that we were going deeper, and he kept slipping us a little bit, a little bit more. It's like when I see one of my kids struggling, right? With, um, I see your questions, I'm going to get to that. Um, when I see my kids struggling, right? And it's like they're learning to ride a bike, or they're doing homework, or they're helping me in the kitchen. And I, and, and I know that they need help. What we do is we slowly, we give them a little bit of assistance. We, we hold on to their bike a little bit. And then we tell them, no, no, don't worry, it's going to be okay. We hold on to the back of the bike. And even though it's getting harder and harder and harder, we keep giving them a little bit, a little bit more to help carry on so eventually they can ride their bike on their own. The same thing Hashem kept doing with us. He saw we were struggling in Gulf and it was getting more and more difficult. He kept giving us little bursts and helping us along the way a little bit. And now we've reached the time of Rabbi Nachman. Now, what's incredible about Rabbi Nachman, and this is why I think I want you to take a third class here, before we get to you know where it's going, we need to understand that this what's happening now with the teachings of Rabbi Nachman is something that is it's a burst of of learning. It's this burst of Hasidus. It's happening again. At least I see somebody ask in the questions, "What is neo Hasidus?" What's happening nowadays is this concept of a rebirth of the Hasidus of the teachings of Rabbi Nachman, which connects back to Balshemto, which connects back to Rebbe, which connects back to Yehuda, right? connects all the way back to the Torah that Hashem gave us at Har Sinai. Now, Rabbi Nachman gave us real practical etzos on how to live our life. And never before, and I don't know if never will be, but never before was there such a clear, practical mahalach on how to deal with your every single day life. The Arizal's teachings were a little bit lofty. So was the Baal Shem Tov, and so was um, the Alter Rebbe, the, um, the Baatanya. His teachings were incredible, incredible, incredible. And somebody asked this question, that's why I'm trying to answer it. What's the difference between Chabad and Breslov? What we see with Rabbi Nachman is that he taught us very, very clear, practical etos on how to live our daily life and how to contend with all the difficulties that we're going to have, because trust me, he, I mean, what we have, with the difficulty that we have now, we would not be able to get along with that, with Rabbi Nachman. Rabbi Nachman was able to pull Jewish people out of the lowest, lowest places. And his main teaching of ancient Yeish is something that I myself apply every single day. There are tremendous amounts of teachings that he taught, and I mean, incredible. We can, we can go into that another time. But an overall idea of what we call giving chizok is something that he taught so clearly, and he had his Rabbi Nassim able to put it down into clear thoughts and writing. And this is the ikar. This is everything. This is the be-all, end-all of Rabbi Nachman. 
is how Hashem loves us, no matter what, and this concept of Ein Shom Yesh. Now, Ein Shom Yesh is, is something great, it's something I want to teach my kids all the time, never give up, you're going to be okay. Um, one of my children, I don't think she watches this live, so I don't have to worry about it, whenever we sit at our Shabbos table, and we tell stories, and we do Dvar Torahs, and whenever we give stories over, whenever we teach stories, and I started saying over some of Rabbi Nachman's stories at the table, definitely, definitely keeps the kids engaged and focused and sitting at the table. And we always try to ask them at the end of the story, what is the theme of the story? What is the message of the story? And this one daughter, I only have three, so I think you could like figure out which one. Her answer every single time is the theme and the message and the mashal is never give up. Never give up. And we laugh and it's a joke and, you know, we, we joke around about it with our family. But the idea of never give up, if you just have that, you almost, I want to say, have everything and all the teachings of Rabbi Nachman. Rabbi Nachman is incredible. Um, I actually am just bringing this here, a little show and tell. This book that I've been teaching and learning the story of our lives, um, which is based on the stories of Rabbi Nachman. So now, just to explain to you that Although there is this concept, we read this Hadoros, and you could be down on yourself and you could say, yeah, we're not living in a generation of Moshe Rabbeinu. We're not even living in a generation of Rashbi. We're not even living in a generation of the Arizal in the time that he lived during Tzas. We're living here right now in 2021, wherever you are. We're in the five towns, which I feel there's a lot of Panimias happening here right now. Wherever you are, you need to know that, yes, it might be you read this Hadoros, but our generation is exposed to the greatest teachings of Sisriya Torah. Now, the Sisriya Torah were clothed, okay, by layers and layers and layers of, you know, secrets, the way that it was hidden. And toward the end of Rabbi Nachman's life, he taught many things. He did write a storybook, okay? He was an incredible author. And he wrote a book called Sipuri Maisios, where these stories are the deepest stories. I've only learned one. I'm in the middle of my second, and it's been months. And for any of you who tuned in to the rest of the club, Brook Club, you can see that it does it does take months. But what's incredible is that in the last years of his life, he dedicated to writing stories. Now, stories which have incredible mishalim and deep things and monsters and floating houses and musical instruments and, and, and ogres and giants and incredible, incredible stories. And he explained that although the rest of the world might tell their children stories to put them to sleep, we tell Jewish, we tell these stories and to our children to wake them up. And all his stories were stories of his of, of, of his service, of waking us up and teaching us that there's something much deeper into this world. And every princess represents something, and every king represents something, and every giant, everything was a metaphor for something even bigger. And the way that he clothed it was practical for me and you, for our generation that needs it so much. Why do we need it so much? Because we're so distant and we're so far from the generation of Har Sinai. However, as we get deeper and deeper in it, Hashem has Rahmanas on us and he keeps giving us more and more Sisri Torah. So yeah, you can say, oh, we're the lowest generation, but we have the greatest of the greatest secrets of Torah, which is what we call from Rabbi Nachman, the Sisri Torah. This is what is going to bring Mashiach. We are in the greatest place. We have access to the greatest Torah. So really, you shouldn't give up. Sometimes I, sometimes I think about this all the time, like, yeah, we're the lowest, but you know what? You should not give up. This concept of ancient Yish is something that I think that we see in the rest of the world. I think there's this, like, 
awareness of like mental health in the world, about self-care and taking care of ourselves, right? And people recognizing that they might have difficulties. difficulties. And you know what? We might not have pogroms and we might not have czars coming, but you know what we do have? We do have kids who are struggling with learning disabilities and we have kids who are struggling in school, whether it's their ADHD or whether it's their inability to focus. We have families, we have technology, all these things that are pulling us away. What is going to connect us is this sister Torah. So you don't have to think, oh, because I don't have pogroms and I don't have czars and I don't have Nazis knocking on my door and drafting, you know, taking kids to the army or taking kids to, you know, concentration camps, God forbid. We don't have that. But we have tremendous, tremendous, tremendous difficulties of the mind right now, right? All this like awareness, mental health awareness, all of this is something that rings so true in our generation. And if we think for one second that we don't need Torah to Kasidus to battle this, we're wrong. We need to 1,000% have this ability to tap into the teachings of Rabbi Nachman to be able to ground us, to be able to connect to our children, to be able to connect with our husbands, with our wives, with our coworkers. All of that is what is going to get us through our daily life. You know, like I said, we don't have pogroms, but we definitely have long week, work weeks. We definitely have long hours where husbands are away from families because they're going to live in earth, to earn a living, right? We have difficulties. We have people struggling with depression. We have people struggling with all, well, not just mental health, but physical health, but we have real difficulty. And the way that we are going to get through this is with the teachings of Rabbi Nachman. So I'm just going to end off this one class with one teaching of Rabbi Nachman that really, really rings true. And that's something that I try to influence and bring into my home is this concept of simcha. So a lot of times we can be very down on ourselves, right? We can be down on ourselves because we're struggling with work, we're struggling with parnasa, we're struggling with our children, we're struggling with having children, we're struggling with all these things. And there's a real settling um, of, of yayush, of despair, that we can't connect to a bigger purpose. Okay, so we have what we call dikanus, where we have little things that break us down, small things like, oh my gosh, like how am I going to cook for Shabbos? Like, oh my goodness, this kid needs a ride to school. Oh my goodness, all these things, right? And because Baruch Hashem, we're very capable and we can do so much, we think we can handle all of it, and then we realize we can't. But getting stuck on the little things and not seeing the bigger picture is really, really where it's at. And Rabbi Nachman taught this teaching that sometimes you can be, you could be very sad and you could be very depressed and you, you want to rid yourself of this, right? You're like, I'm so sad, I don't know what to do, I can't pull it together, whether I'm not married, whether I am married and I, and I don't have a good relationship with my family, all these negative things, all these negative thoughts. What we need to do is we need to gather all those negative thoughts and bring it into the circle of all our happiness. So what we need to do, and this Rabbi Nachman teaches us, is that you need to find what we call in Hebrew, Nekudatova. You need to find that one positive thing that you know is good, and then you need to connect it to another positive thing that you know is good, and then another positive, another positive, another positive, and in between all that circle of positivity, you blend in a little bit of the negativity, you bring what we call the negative and the difficulty into the circle of happiness, into the dance, that is how you're going to bring yourself up. So you have what we call a spread of like difficulty all out there. You would disperse whatever your difficulty is. Some of these, your difficulty is even worse than others. But once you find an Akuda Tova positive and you connect it to another positive, another positive, like connect the dots, 
you bring that difficulty in to your happiness, your circle of happiness that you've created, you are now able to uplift all the difficulty and make it through your day. And this is a practice that I use all the time. Yes, there's difficulty. There's so much, there's so much, there's so much. I push it to the side for one second. I bring all my happiness together into a big dancing circle. I don't know, I haven't been to a wedding in a long time with COVID and everything, so like I forget what it is. But when you're dancing in that circle and you see one outsider person, you see one person on the outside who doesn't feel comfortable, maybe she's wearing heels and she can't dance with those heels, or maybe she just had a bad day. And you go over there and you pull that person into your circle and you begin to dance, you can uplift not only your friend, but yourself. You need to recognize that there's negativity out there. But bringing your negativity into your circle of positivity is how it's going to change your day to day. And this is a teaching for Nachman, and there are thousands and thousands of these teachings. So you want to know how it's going? It's going amazing. It's going amazing. Yes, as you read the Sidoros, and yes, we're further and further away from the Torah of, of the Baal Shem Tov and the Torah of Rashbi and Arizal. But you know why? The further away we are, the more exposed we are to the teachings of the Sisner Torah that are going to allow us to connect to Hashem. And if you just slowly, week by week, or even month by month, start to learn one of these teachings of Rabbi Nachman, he will transform your life. He'll tell you how to deal with children. He'll tell you how to deal with a difficult co-worker. He'll tell you everything. But this overall idea of ancient Yesh is one that needs to be blaring full force. It needs to be like on, like, you know, when you open up your mirror, it should be right over there. You should, as you open it, ancient Yesh. No, it's not bad. Yeah, there's crazy, crazy, crazy traffic on the belt. I travel on the belt every single day, let me tell you. It's crazy. It's difficult, it's frustrating, it's annoying, it, it takes me crazy routes, right? And then I, and then the sun is in my eyes and I pull it down, I'm like, oh, ancient Yesh, it's okay. Right now, I'm supposed to be exactly where I need to be. Yes, I have difficulties, but I, I have so many Nikodotovos. And that's, by the way, leading us into our next class, where we're going to talk about where it's, where it's going, is this concept of being able to thank Hashem, right? People ask me all the time, like, where's thank you Hashem come from? Like, what's the purpose of this? The purpose of thank you Hashem is gathering Nikodotovos. I want to keep gathering all the good things in my life because you know what? I have a lot of difficulties. I do. Me and you and anybody listening to this has difficulties. The more you build up your center of Nikudatovos, the stronger circle you will have. The Yitzhar is not going to be able to make its way into it. It's going to be a force field. It's going to be something so strong. So if you want to know what Neo Hasidus is and where this burst of, 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 of energy that we have to live a happy life, a life of connecting to Hashem, it's through the teachings of Rabbi Nachman that he had Rabbi Nassim write down that is now filtering. It's, it's, it's going everywhere. It's, it's gone viral. Why has it gone viral? Because we need it now more than ever. With all the Yerid Sadoros living in the times of Ikkas of Mashiach, we're, we're from the Akev. We're at the heel. We're ready for Mashiach, but we need to not give up. We need to say, I'm not at the end. Yeah, it might look like I'm at the end. It might look like I'm on the bottom, but I'm very, 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 very much connected to the source. So we're going to end this class here. Um, and I look forward to anybody who's going to be at the concert tomorrow to seeing you tomorrow and also to be back here next week and talk about a little bit more about how Hasidus, Neo Hasidus is going towards the end and connecting it back to this concept of thank you Hashem, i.e. building new Thank you so much for joining us.